Music and fun. Miskin Radio. So, Will. Will Robbins, comedian. Um, a bit before you do, so, you're doing stand up now. Uh, before you went into stand up, you, you worked on like, some really high profile comedy shows. Um, like Love the Apollo, um, Alan, Alan Carr, Rus- Russell Howard, Good News. What, what yeah. were you doing uh, on them? Um, I was only working as a runner. I was, got the chance to go and work on these kind of live studio shows. I started off in an office. And then they sort of said you should go and work on it, get some experience working on live shows. And it was, yeah, kind of big shows. But, yeah, mainly, uh, you know, filling up dressing rooms with water and, like, printing stuff, proper, you know, basic kind of runner duties, running around with a head headphone set on, doing chores for people all day. It was fun, though. Great fun. Well, yeah, like, has that helped your stand-up a lot? Um, I mean, it was it was really good to be around that, in, in that world and see it all. But, um... I don't know if it's helped. I mean, yeah, it's helped. I mean, the only way to get good is to actually do it. But yeah, it's it was inspirational to you know see it all there. Yeah, cause, I mean, but the problem with that though, sort of work is, I mean, I've done a bit of it myself. Like, it's it's all short term contracts. It's, it's like a risky business because you do it and you never know like when the next show's going to come along. And that's but that is how you have to get into these things, isn't it? So mm. it, like, you you need a bit of luck. Like, how did you? Did, was it like an application process to get it on, or did you just like know someone? So yeah, you make contacts at the first company, and they sort of just say, "Will you should go work here." Mm. It, was, it, was, it was like um, you know, you meet someone and they put you on to the next person. But like you said, with the contract, it's hard in the TV world because yeah, the contracts are small. And they're like, you're lucky to get a three month contract, and it's hard to keep the ball rolling. And you know, one minute you're busy and you've got no time, next minute you've got no job what was the weirdest request you had by an artist you didn't have to name them but yeah, you know, no, what's um, the weirdest request for, on the alan carr show i was doing a lot of every guest that came on we had to sort of cater to their needs so oh, i can't remember someone from eastenders came on and we had to stock the table like, and there's a drinks cupboard we have to get them like a special alizé for the drinks cupboard and like some uh, jelly deals and because they're from eastenders mm. you know just you have to cater for the guests and so I was doing a lot of running around London looking for like random bits and bobs to get cater for whoever the guest may be. But yeah, like running around. Is the uh, is Alan Carr's drink cabinet actually a drink cabinet? Because I'm always fascinated by that. Well, yeah, it's the, the Globe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it opens up and there's like booze in there. And I've seen it in a shop. It's a real thing. Do we do we look after guests on this show, would you say? Uh, I was given a cup of water in a plastic... No, I was given a bit of water in a plastic cup. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Peter, have we looked after you so far? Yeah. I, well, he didn't even get the water. I yeah. Water. I, I bought my own water, actually. I didn't, oh. didn't, didn't trust you. Yeah, I got two cups. You spilt one. Though. Well, you've had Harry's. Peter, Peter yeah, drank my water. Well. Right, okay. Good stuff. Um, well, the, the, fact, the, re- the really interesting thing I want to ask you about, uh, Will, as well, is um, the, the pa- panel shows. Because panel shows are... A massive way in for, for for comedians and like you know if you get on if you get on a big panel show, that's how a lot of comedians make their names now. But what what a lot of people don't know is is the read throughs that happen. So like a, a couple of comedians, mm. like a like a, a lower grade comedian, that's like you want want for another word. Like they have to read through as if they were on the show and they yes. decide if it's any good, don't they? Yeah, they kind of and it would normally happen in a small kind of meeting room in a in a building somewhere, and you know there'd be. It would just be like a bunch of people in a room, just trying out the format of the of the TV show or the panel show. Very unglamorous and it's proper work in progress kind of situation. But yeah, it's quite exciting to see and like the early stages from you know the first idea 
developing a show. It's like a show like, you know, like a, Have I Got News For You, that would have at some point had this kind of, yeah, you know, I guess couple, years of, couple, ago. Of, yeah. couple of blokes in a, in like a, a tiny, like uh, a water closet or something like that, you know, just, just talking. Um, but the, do those, because, so like you have like, um, sort of lesser known comedians test the material out. Yeah. The, but the chance of then you getting the call to then get on the, like when it's really good, mm. the idea, so they're like, oh, this, this show's a really good idea. But then you won't get the call because yeah, they're going to become sure. a, a name, won't they? I'm not sure how, you know, you go about making that jump from read through comic to live TV show comic. Mm. I don't know how you make that jump. But how annoyed would you be? If, like, yeah, it'd be annoying if you're doing the read through yeah. and you're like, this is sick. This is yeah. amazing. This is going to be a great panel show. And then they're like, thanks for your help. See you later. Yeah, we're going to get the proper yeah. name then. That is really, really annoying. Is there an equivalent in music for that, Peter? Uh, there's, there's when you play a gig or, or like you arrange to play a gig for someone and then you just get, and then you just get dropped for somebody else. But no, I've... I've I haven't had that so far. So it's equivalent of like you testing someone's guitar, isn't it? Like you just actually, like, no, being I, a roadie. Actually, no, I've had it once. I um, like slightly different situation, but I wrote a song for a a producer, and I I did the whole vocals and the and the accompaniment for it, and he ditched my vocal and got someone more famous to do it. Cheers to that, Harry. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, uh, we won't name who it was. No. Um, <laughs> um, and, and Will, uh, you're starting a new night in February, a new comedy night. Yeah, buddy. Um, mm. That's it's what it's called. New... Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Lovely. That's not actually the name. The name of the night is called Pop Laughs because it's in Poplar. It's like quite simple. Mm. Uh, but it's in a new arts and community centre, which is like just been built, and it's like they're trying to regenerate uh, the area, if that's the right word. And yeah, it's good. We've got. Uh, a girl I used to work with is like doing the events side and we can um, the first one is February the 23rd and we've, I've already booked some comedians Tom Ward's headlining Andy Story's opening and then like lots of you know diverse and you've got lots of girls on the bill and you know mm. we're going to keep it diverse and I'm mm. going to be hosting it and emceeing the, the whole thing and kind of holding it together hopefully and um, yeah it should be good and we're doing and what, it for the community part, what part of London as well sorry Poplar near Greenwich Wicked. Okay, so this is uh, comedian Will Robbins with us and uh, musician Peter Mercy is going to be doing two live songs in around about uh, 20 minutes' time. And we've got loads of new Kent music for you as well here on Miskin Radio. <laughs> that was Call It Home from Fred Clark. And before that, Queen of the High Hell. Great. Three, two, one. Go for it slowly. Go to these things slowly, right? Queen of the High Held Head. Walk Seven Words by Chess Smith, a lovely song. She's from Ashford, um, and she's just uh, one of the artists as well that we have here live in session next year, including Fred Clark as well. Um, but in session tonight is Peter Mercer, um, alongside him, Harry Whitty, who is on the cajon on one of the songs and on keyboard on the other. Uh, so, Peter, your, your album, Houston, came out uh, this year. Yes. Um, are, you, are you really proud of it? How, how yeah, was it no, for I've, you? Um, I felt like I was much, it was much more what I was aiming towards in the last... Record. I know. I know you were very keen on one of the songs on the old record, but I, I was indeed. I felt like well, I started writing that when I was fourteen, and I felt like I'd sort of evolved a lot musically since then. So I was re- I was really pleased. I I still see it as like a stepping stone in where I'm I'm looking to go with my new music, which I've started I started writing um, the last couple of months. But no, I'm I'm really really proud of it. How differently did you do it to the previous EP then? Well, I I worked with a lot more people on this one. The first the first EP I sort of worked on my own was sort of with. Well, I was actually with my guitar teacher at the time. I was producing it, and um, sort of this this record, I've I surrounded myself by you know a lot of different producers. I had some like different writers I was working with on the album as well, and um, I I so I recorded it a lot more organically as well. I recorded it as one, and then 
broke it down. So what do you, sorry, what do you, what do you mean by organically? Well, as in, I, I was recording it, um, and everything was live in the sense that in the last album uh, there was live guitar, but it was sort of programmed bass and programmed drums. Whereas this time, you know, we had sort of live drums, live guitar. Um, Harry actually played on the record as well. He played some. That's why so proud of it. He played some. He played some trombones. Trombones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's no, no, no trombone here. Yeah, no, this this man plays everything. How Harry? How many instruments can you play? Um, I don't know. I think about seven or eight. You don't know. <laughs> that is the best yeah, answer, yeah. that, isn't it? I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> I haven't even got an answer for you. That is amazing. Yeah, Usually people cool. go, three or four? No, I, I just... That's amazing. Count. What a talented man. Wicked. Lovely to have you along. You haven't heard me play them yet. Well, no. <laughs> Sound checking. Fine. Wow, trombone. Um, and um, so, I mean, thank you for coming on, Peter, because I know like it's been it's been a struggle recently. You've, you had laryngitis. And yeah. Obviously, that's the, 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 uh, the worst thing a singer can have. Yeah, no, I I had to cancel a few gigs, but I, I kept this and another radio show that I'm doing, and I've I've kept I've kept these two because I, I can handle two songs, hmm. but I, I I didn't want to play sort of a full set. And you wanted to see see me yeah. and do the show. No, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I know, but I, I I I can handle two songs, but I didn't want to sort of play a 45 minute set, damage my voice more, but also like not give a proper show. And not be able to sing properly. Did you did you have to go to the doctors and like they say so? What do you do for a living? Like what do you do? And you're like I'm a singer. And they're like ah sorry mate, you're not singing for a while. Uh yeah no, they told me I wouldn't be singing for a while, but I've, I've ignored them and I, I I've, I've come here today. But no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and you've got upcoming festivals as well. Yeah, um, I'm playing a lot of festivals this summer. Yeah. I've got a lot booked in, which I'll be announcing. Sort of as they announce it, I'll be announcing it. But that'll be on my Facebook and my Twitter. Lovely. Okay, Peter. Well, um, it's time for your first song, so I'll let you introduce it. Uh, this is uh, one of the songs off my record. It's called "End of the Day." Reverb is on. Reverb is on. Stay. Let all these shattered pieces fade and lay. Rest your head upon my shoulder till we wait and sleep Through the stormy weather we'll escape Cause you know I'll be there at the end of the day Some people say they wasted their life I don't want to be another number on the pile so stay Why don't you stay another hour Just stay Just stay Just stay Wait Why don't you wait another hour Just wait Just wait Just wait Don't lie Tell me the truth and nothing more Don't hide anything that you want to ignore Don't try to cover up mistakes that you have made Cause you know I'll be there at the end of the day Some people say they've taken their time We've all had our chances, but I've missed mine So stay Why don't you stay another hour? Would you stay? 
just stay, just stay, stay. Let all these shots of pieces fade and lay. Rest your head upon my shoulder till we wake and sleep. Through the stormy weather we'll escape Cause you know I'll be there At the end of the day Cause you know I'll be there At the end of the day Lovely, thank you. Peter Mercer and uh, Harry Whitty on the keys um, so that was end of the day uh, we're going to play Laish um, uh, and then we have the second song from Peter Mercer and it is a Christmas cover uh, called Mistletoe and you're going to be able to watch that as well on the Miskin Radio Facebook page you can watch it as well as listen that is Laish Love on the Conditional it's an artist called Danny Green okay so it's time now for our second live song um, from Peter Mercer it's a cover as well uh, it's a Christmas one and if you want to watch it uh, go onto the Miskin Radio Facebook page and you're going to be able to watch it as he sings it so I'll leave you to you Peter So much cheer, I should be playing in the winter snow. Time would be under the mistletoe. I don't wanna miss out on a holiday, but I can't stop staring at your face. I should be playing in the winter snow. 
time to be under the mistletoe with you, shawty with you, with you, shawty with you, with you, under the mistletoe with you, shawty with you, with you, shawty with you, with you, oh, under the mistletoe. Uh, so that was Peter Mercer uh, with, of course, a cover of Justin Bieber's Mistletoe. Thank you, Peter, for that. Um, so we're going to go, we're telling you about some gigs, and then we're going to be back with, uh, talking more to Will Robbins here on Miskin Radio. So that was the Floodgates' new track. It's called Blue, and they are our first live session in next year. It's Martin, Alex, Tim, and Sander from Tunbridge Wells. Um, that's a world exclusive, so they're going to be talking about their new EP. So we had uh, the live session from Peter Mercer, accompanied by uh, Harry Whitty, which was lovely. I mean, we did a bit of Justin Bieber cover, we did Mistletoe, and we did his own, own song as well. And we also have Real Robbins, a uh, comedian as well now. Now, what you might not, may not know uh, about Will is that he has a growth condition, which means he is four foot ten. Um, you know, so it's a rather short. Did you know you had to touch on that when you first started saying Because obviously you go on stage straight away, and yeah. usually people see. You got you know, to, yeah, you've got to highlight it. It's same as any comedian I guess but obviously you know you've got to highlight the obvious and yeah I kind of struggled at the beginning I was just like trying out so many different kind of icebreakers because you know you walk on stage and everyone's like oh he's like short guy um what's he gonna do and yeah I was like trying out lots of different things and you know eventually after time you know I've got a handful of openers that I can break the ice with now yes but yeah, you've got to mention it. What, what's, what's your favourite uh, um, icebreaker? Well, I started off doing a lot of comedy in basements, in cellars, with very low ceilings, you know. And I, it was a very simple one. You just get on stage and say, oh, this is a lovely room, fantastic high ceilings. And everyone laughs. So that's like, a, you know, you've broken the ice and you can just crack on with the comedy. But you got, yeah. I mean, you're a tall man. How tall are you? Uh, I am, I'm six foot five. That's true. So you, you've... Done some stand-up comedy as well, so you probably suffer in the yeah. I mean, the there's, there's 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 um I don't know about me, me, for you, Peter, and how we do music gigs, but like a lot of comedy gigs are, are in basements as well. Says and like I've done ones um, where the ceiling is already low, and then like there's yeah. a stage as well, which is about a foot, and yeah, you, you know, it's very uncomfortable for myself. So I guess you know, I guess that's kind Have you of ever had to literally do a gig slightly hunched? Oh yeah, certainly, yeah, <laughs> certainly happened once or twice. Um, but so do you aim to make it an attribute of your comedy? Uh, d- yeah, definitely. I, you've got to just. Yeah, I think it is an attribute, and I'm I'm learning. The more I go on, you know, it's a positive. I've got I've got lots of like height height jokes like peppered throughout, but it's definitely not the main the main thing. But mm. it's fun. It's just quite an easy thing to you know go back to throughout your set, and yeah, it's yeah, it's good. It's I feel like it's it's a it's a good it's a good thing to have. You know, it makes me stand out. Why not? I guess your stand-up has to be quite personal then, if, you know, if you go on and talk about yeah, some physical it's, attributes. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, you, when you first get into stand-up, you're like, oh, I'll just do this. And, you know, the more, the more you do it, you know, the more personal you go, the better normally because you're being honest and the crowd like that and the crowd can tell if you're, you know, if you're not being honest and you're just like, hey, here's a joke about the weather. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the crowd don't want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, you know, the, the main categories, you know, like uh, marriage, sex, you know, being, being a teenager, um sport you know there's quite limited topics you can talk about if you're going to be a broad comedian Mm. so i guess if you bring something utterly personal to the table Mm. um you know people will sit up and listen hang on a minute like you know because you know you go you go to in front of an audience of 100 150 people who've never met you before Mm. and you can get across who you are pretty quickly that's that's 
a, a unique skill. Yeah. And you have to, and like the majority of sets are you know five minutes, ten minutes, aren't they? Stand yeah. up when you start out. So I think I think it's it's interesting. You know, I could talk about you know the world from my point of view, and you know, not many people are this short. So maybe you know maybe we're already they're already interested they're like oh there's a mm. short guy i wonder what, how he sees things or what's his is he cool is he happy is he sad what's he what's he thinking man um are all your audience members american uh, i don't know why i keep going into american man but uh i'm quite enjoying it the gateway to your community miskin radio